our top stories tonight. It finally happened. We are done waiting for the news to break. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. He is on the move. He has handed the keys over to Jordan Love. It's Love's kingdom in Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers is the star of the show in New York. We have all that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. Finally, finally happened. The NFC North is wide open. It already was, though, even if Aaron Rodgers stayed. Good evening, Fantasy Condo. A-Rod to the Jets hype. Yes, I am hype too, but mostly because I don't have to cover this story anymore. We have spent far too long talking about Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. You remember when the news broke that Rodgers officially wanted to play for the Jets? That was a big story. And even before then, we all knew it was coming. And even before then, we spent a year wondering if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were meant to be. Whew, what a saga this has been. And it's over. Rodgers is a Jet. The Jets give up the 13th overall pick. They move back two picks to 15th overall. And they get a fifth round pick this year, which is 170th overall. And then the Packers, they move up two picks from 15 to 13. They get a second this year as well, pick 42. They get a sixth this year, pick 207. And next year in 2024, they will get a second rounder that will become a first rounder as long as Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps this year. Jets just insulating themselves a little bit, but based on the fact that it's a snap count for 2023 that determines the 2024 pick. I have to imagine that Rodgers gave the Jets some assurances that he will be playing in 2024. Because that freaked the Jets out quite a bit when Rodgers said he was 90% retired this offseason before the Jets came a calling and he went to his darkness retreat. So the Jets were worried. And the fact that it's incentive based on this year is telling. Now, again, it is Aaron Rodgers, and so you can never be too confident, but I do believe Aaron Rodgers will be the Jets quarterback for 2023, 2024, and then after that, we'll see. Maybe he plays for the Vikings next. I don't know, but what I do know is that Aaron Rodgers is done in number 12. He's making a jersey switch. Aaron Rodgers will be wearing number eight for the foreseeable future. The number that he wore back when he was a California Golden Bear. And it is notable that Aaron Rodgers went to the Cal Bears because Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner, Ashton Davis, who's a backup safety who played for the Bears, they have all changed their profile pictures to Aaron Rodgers in that Cal Bears jersey. You think they're excited? You think Brees Hall is happy? He says that his knee is all of a sudden feeling just a little bit better. This team is excited. This team is invigorated. And the Jets already knew that they were going to be a contender. But landing Aaron Rodgers, landing what many in the organization believe is that final piece they need to win a Super Bowl. And knowing that Zach Wilson will not have to play this year. Zach Wilson will be quarterback three this year. I know. Crazy how things have changed, but Zach Wilson will be 
third quarterback behind Tim Boyle, there's a good chance that Zach Wilson is inactive on a lot of days. And QB four is Chris Strebler, who isn't a full-time quarterback. He can play some special teams as well, some gadget plays. So there's a chance that Wilson is three on the depth chart. And if an injury were to happen, he would be moved up to number two. But when it comes to the actual roster construction on game day, Zach Wilson is probably going to be inactive behind Chris Strebler due to Strebler's special teams abilities as a quarterback. Modern day Taysom Hill. How things change in the NFL. And I imagine there will be a change for the first time since 2012. I believe the Jets will have a Sunday night football game. Yeah, no Sunday night games since 2012 for the New York Jets. That's a long time. That's going to be 11 years. And that will certainly change. The Jets will be on primetime plenty. Hopefully, we don't see a little redux of Russell Wilson getting put on primetime all the time with his new team. But I think the Jets are going to be better than the Broncos were. I think Aaron Rodgers is better than Russell Wilson was. And just this roster in general. So they've re-signed Connor McGovern today. That I thought that was going to be the biggest news of the Jets day. They re-signed their center, Connor McGovern. They solidify the point of attack. They have their center from last year. At right guard, they'll have Wes Schweitzer, who is a solid rotational man for the Washington Commanders, until Elijah Vera Tucker comes back. And when Elijah Vera Tucker returns as right guard, he is an all-pro caliber. AVT went from guard to tackle to other tackle. He played right guard, right tackle, and left tackle this past season. And the past season, he was the left guard. Elijah Vera Tucker, all-world potential. Getting him back is going to be massive. Dwayne Brown playing left tackle once again. He's getting up there. And I wouldn't be shocked if it ended up as a tackle competition between Dwayne Brown at left tackle, Makai Becton at left tackle, or right tackle alongside Max Mitchell at right tackle, fourth-round rookie from last year. But that is a quality offensive line. Didn't even mention Pro Bowl left guard Lacken Tomlinson. The Jets are going to be moving people in the run game. And that is the type of game Aaron Rodgers wants to play. He wants to slow things down. He wants to run out the clock, run as few plays as possible. And while Brees Hall, there are conflicting thoughts. The pod father has said he will not be ready for week one. Some physiotherapists and some doctors out there think that he will be active for week one. But regardless, Brees Hall is going to have a massive advantage coming back that even J.K. Dobbins didn't have. The Ravens had a great offensive line last year. Jets are even better. Brees Hall, he won't be firing right out the gate. It will take time for him to heal. But when Brees Hall gets healthy with Aaron Rodgers in this offensive line, whoo, look out. And speaking of this offense and this passing game too, Garrett Wilson just, I know we knew this was coming, but the stock is just going up and up and up. Last year with Joe Flacco, with Mike White, with Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson caught 83 balls for 1,100 yards and four touchdowns. I expect all of those numbers to go up. More catches, more yards, more touchdowns for sure. And when you look at Aaron Rodgers over the past 10 years, removing this past season, Aaron Rodgers, 
his wide receiver one has been wide receiver two, wide receiver one, wide receiver 22. That's a drop wide receiver two, wide receiver 14, wide receiver two, wide receiver 26, which is another drop wide receiver three and wide receiver 13, which means five times since 2012, Aaron Rodgers has had a top three wide receiver and it's been different guys too. It's been Devonte Adams. It's been Jordan Nelson. I don't know if Greg Jennings falls into that span. Probably not, but possibly. Either way, Aaron Rodgers knows how to lock into one guy. Al Lazard will be a great complimentary wide receiver. They got McCole Hardman to stretch the field, open things up for Garrett Wilson. They've got Corey Davis, who is now the wide receiver three slash four, depending on what kind of packages they want to run. And Denzel Mims, the wide receiver five. This is a quality group of pass catchers. You've got two starting caliber tight ends in Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama. I saw a report from Jordan Schultz over at the score that he's talking to GMs around the AFC and they believe that the Jets with Aaron Rodgers are a top five team in the AFC. And I don't know. I'd have to go through the list, but I certainly can't sneeze at it just at face value. Jets are good. Jets are a good team. The defense is going to be good. Finally, Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. The who won the trade talk is ridiculous. Jets will make playoffs before Packers go Jets. I, I don't know if there's any winners or losers. I think this was just a win for everyone. I agree. Jets will make the playoffs before Packers. That is absolutely true. But this is a move that the Jets needed. This is a move that the Packers needed. I think everyone wins in this. Truly. Only moving down two spots in the first round, a second this year. A first next year more than likely is a lot, but if you get Aaron Rodgers for two years, much like the Rams with the Matthew Stafford trade, if you win a Super Bowl, it's all worth it. And speaking of worth it, Player Profiler is certainly worth it. If you want to sign up for the all-in package, have access to everything that I have access to, sign up with promo code JACK for $10 off with the all-in package. And with the all-in package, you get the rookie guide. And if you don't want to spend up for the all-in package, that's okay. You can get the rookie guide just by itself for $10. Podfather, take it away. Oh, I'm wearing Cody's hat in honor of Cody Carpentier. He has finished the rookie guide. It is a masterpiece. The best rookie guide you will read that combines both real NFL draft analysis and fantasy analysis. This guy goes deep. I mean, do you know who Tyon Evans is? This man wrote up and ranked 40 running backs, 40 wide receivers, 15 quarterbacks, and 23 tight ends. 23 tight ends? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We've got fantasy rookie draft cheat sheets for super flex and single quarterback to go along with these write-ups that include analytics player comps and play style player comps. All the stats you need, the analysis you need to understand what kind of impact these guys are going to have in the NFL and for your fantasy team. So go to playerprofiler.com, go to any player page, go to the NFL draft section and click the button to get the rookie guide. It's just 10 bucks. That's it. That's all. It's not the most expensive, but it is the best. And talking about things that are not expensive, but also not the best, gotta look at the Packers pass catchers. This room 
Yikes. So the Green Bay Packers currently have five wide receivers signed to the active roster. They have Christian Watson, who we love. We love, love, love Christian Watson. We believe that he can be an alpha. He can be a target commander in the NFL. And he's got the explosive ability. We saw it last year ripping off long touchdown after long touchdown. Now, I do believe he'll take a step back in the touchdown department. He will not be as efficient. But unlike Chase Claypool, I believe that Christian Watson can be a number one target commander in the NFL. Now, that changes if they add Jackson Smith and Jigba. But I still believe that Christian Watson would be a 2B type of player, a T. Higgins type, a Devontae Smith type, as a guy who can be a wide receiver one forced into being wide receiver two. But outside of Christian Watson, this is terrible. Romeo Dobbs at X. You know how player profiler feels about Romeo Dobbs. He is just a guy. And his backup is Jeff Cotton. I don't know if you have ever heard of Jeff Cotton. We don't even have him on player profiler because he is not a relevant player. I guess we might have to add him at some point. And then in the slot, it's a battle between Samare Toure, who is a diminutive wide receiver. And Bo Melton, the seventh round pick out of Rutgers, who was cut from the Seattle Seahawks last year, ended up with the Green Bay Packers. And I like Bo Melton. I would love to see Bo Melton earn a role, but I'd like to see him earn a role by beating out someone who isn't Samari Toure. And it doesn't get better at tight end. It's not as though this is the Kansas City Chiefs where you can say, well, yeah, the MVS is their top wide receiver, him and Juju, but... They've got Travis Kelsey. No, at tight end, the Packers have Josiah DeGuara, who is likely the worst starting tight end in the NFL. It is rough for the Green Bay Packers on offense. It really is. And now they pick at 13, which is one slot behind the Houston Texans, the favorite to land Jackson Smith and Jigba. So do the Packers trade up? to land JSN? Is that the move? Is there any wide receiver, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, that would make a difference for the Packers like JSN? I don't think so. We know that at Player Profiler, we believe it is a tier with JSN and then a drop down, and it's the rest. I have Zay Flowers at two. Player Profiler has Jordan Addison at two. And then it's Quinton Johnson. Some people have him in that tier as well. Uh, I think I have him more alongside Marvin Mims in another tier, but is the drop-off enough for the Packers to trade ahead of the Texans with the Tennessee Titans, with the Philadelphia Eagles, whoever, maybe an in-division trade with the Bears to get Jackson Smith and Jigba? Because the Packers need it. They need help at wide receiver. They need multiple pass catchers. They need a starting tight end. So, if they were to draft Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer, that would be great. If they draft Luke Musgrave in round two, that would be great. They just need an infusion of talent on offense. Get JSN in the first out of spite for Aaron Rodgers. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. But this is a bad Packers team. JSN at 13 or will be the too tempted to go off ball linebacker. There's a good chance that does happen, Josh. There is a very good chance that happens. Packers won that trade. 
much more than Favre's trade and only getting a fourth. Uh, I think I think this was just a trade that needed to be made, really. I I don't know if there's a win. Pump the brakes on the lines. They still need a QB. Uh, I, I think they're fine with Jared Goff. I think with Jared Goff, they're still quite clearly the best team in the division. Kirk Cousins, the second best quarterback in the division. So eh, I don't know about that. Defensive line with Carter would be amazing. I really do hope that they do add him. No way the Jets are winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know about that either. They have a strong offense. They have a dominant offensive line. If Brees Hall can get healthy down the stretch, they have a great defense as well. The Jets are a strong contender. Lions were ranked fifth last year in points per game with 26.6 with Goff. Yes, they were. And yeah, the Jameson Williams suspension hurts. But we're talking about the Packers. We're talking about what they're going to do. I think think they're going to trade up. I'm starting to believe it, that they trade up ahead of the Houston Texans in order to land Jackson Smith and Jigba. Titans at 11. They have floated out offers to teams. They've been calling teams around the NFL trying to trade back. So of the Lions, so of the Falcons. So there are candidates to move back. At least that's what we're hearing. This could all be lies. This could all be smoke screens. But there's chatter that the Green Bay Packers could move up for Jackson Smith and Jigba. And there's chatter that two teams pick ahead of them could end up making a move back. I'm going to be keeping my eyes open. Of course, I am going to be unleashing my final mock draft probably tomorrow. I think tomorrow will be my final mock draft ahead. Might be a pre-recorded show. Haven't decided when I am leaving yet. My flight is early, early on Wednesday morning to head to the draft. So probably going to head out tomorrow afternoon, stay the night and wake up super early to catch my flight. And it's going to be a great flight. I'm not going to be able to sleep on it because I'm going to be too damn excited for what is to come with all of the content creation that we are going to have, all of the shows, all of the conversation that you are going to get to take part in with Player Profiler. So make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that little bell so you know every time we go live. We've already created our show. We have the page set up for day one of the draft extravaganza. I I am so excited to meet all my friends that I have never met in person. And it's weird saying that they're your friends when you've never met in person, but the draft, the draft is just going to be so, so much fun. And if you want to know more about these players in the draft, check out the breakout finder podfather. Take it away. Oh, Hey, it's a Mr. Breakout finder coming at you. The breakout finder features three key tools, a database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also breakout finder only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall breakout finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model. We have a feature that lets you compare players and then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on player X, I pull out the breakout finder and bam, 
Bam. There he is. So go to the App Store. Go to Google Play. It's five bucks to get the Breakout Finder. And then a couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats. Go download it and thank me later. Absolutely love the Breakout Finder. Highlighted Jackson Smith and Jigba in that ad. If you are watching on the YouTube channel, you can't see it if you're in the podcast version, but make sure you're checking out the YouTube version. But Jackson Smith and Jigba, the clear favorite to be the first wide receiver drafted. But we knew that. But now Vegas is backing it up. Minus 430 for JSN to be the wide receiver one off of the board. Senor Football, thank you so much. You are too kind. You are my friend as well, as well as all of the other friends in the chat. Truly appreciate every single one of you, including Robert Page. Happy you could make the show live. Always a pleasure when you can tune in. Jets, oh, Jets 2022 is Broncos 2.0. I'm not going that far. Jets are a better team, better offense. They have an actual alpha in Garrett Wilson. Whereas Cortland Sutton was a fake alpha, Jerry Judy more comparable to, I don't want to compare him to Alan Lazard, I'd rather have Jerry Judy, but Cortland Sutton more comparable to a, oh, a minus version of Alan Lazard. Oh, I feel like I'm being mean. Anyways, back to the draft. So JSN, the favorite, he is minus odds, minus 430 to go first receiver. Michael Mayer, minus 175 to be the first tight end drafted. Kind of like this Luke Musgrave at plus 6,000. Can't believe Darnell Washington is the third tight end favorite to go off the board. Can believe, though, Paris Johnson, favorite to be the first offensive lineman drafted. Now, none of the individual picks have Paris Johnson as the favorite, but we did hear a report today that even at three, if the Cardinals stay at three, they don't know who they're going to take. It could be Will Anderson. It could be Tyree Wilson. But don't be surprised if the Arizona Cardinals end up taking Devon Witherspoon. And don't be surprised if Paris Johnson ends up going third overall to the Arizona Cardinals. That actually is a pick that Kyler Murray has been advocating for. Now, I don't know the relation, but... Cardinals are letting Kyler Murray in on these talks, which is something that they had said they would do and something that I like. I like letting your quarterback know what you're going to do. You don't have to listen to him, but consult him. We've talked about the happiness tax with Joe Burrow getting Jamar Chase, with Aaron Rodgers getting Alan Lazard, with Jalen Hurts getting his best friend, AJ Brown. You do things to make people happy. And if... Making Kyler Murray happy comes at the expense of drafting a absolute freak athlete in Paris Johnson, an offensive tackle, so a premium position. You don't have to start him at offensive tackle from day one. You can slide him inside the guard, and then you can kick him outside the tackle down the road. If making your quarterback happy comes at the expense of drafting an all pro caliber offensive tackle, then that's all right. Just sometimes make the pick. So I don't know if Paris Johnson is going to be going third overall in my final version of my mock draft, but he is minus odds to be the first offensive lineman off the board. And I can see why 
No other changes. Tyree Wilson still the favorite to be the first defensive player drafted. Drew Sanders, the favorite to be the first linebacker drafted. And Devon Witherspoon, the favorite to be the first cornerback drafted. And then looking at the individual picks, Bijan Robinson. Ooh, Nolan Smith is falling down in the odds to go eighth overall to the Atlanta Falcons. Bijan Robinson still plus 250, but previously it was Bijan and Nolan Smith tied at plus 250. And then Nolan Smith for a day passed Bijan. Then Bijan caught up and they were tied again. And now Nolan Smith has fallen from plus 300 to plus 500. I, I think Bijan to the Falcons. That is as good as locked in. Same with Devon Witherspoon to the Lions. I would love if Will Anderson fell to them. I would love if they got Jalen Carter. But it's been so much smoke coming from the Lions and Devon Witherspoon. I think that's where they will go. And finally, Will Levis. Still the favorite to go second overall. Still minus 135. Will Levis to the Texans. Get him Jackson Smith and Jigba as his wide receiver one. Who could be dangerous behind that offensive line. Texans are really an underrated offensive line. They might have one of the top offensive lines in the NFL. Bookend tackles in Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard. Bookend guards. And they signed a center too, who I am blanking on. But Texans are... They're far away in a lot of aspects from competing, but the offensive line, that infrastructure will do wonders for whoever a rookie quarterback they land is. If they do land a rookie quarterback, maybe they go defense because they are so far away. Rounding out the news across the NFL, Rodgers obviously will not be going to the 49ers. There were some rumblings that, oh, well, you know, if this, this trade just keeps going on and on, Maybe the 49ers spring back in. Clearly not. And as for Trey Lance, we're starting to hear that Trey Lance is likely going to be available at some time. So Trey Lance, because of Brock Purdy's injury, the 49ers may decide to hold Trey Lance hostage as QB2 until they're confident in Brock Purdy's elbow. And if they're not confident in Brock Purdy's elbow, they will keep him on the roster behind Sam Darnold yikes but that's just such a 49ers move though right is to say well no we're not going to play you and we have offers on the table to trade you somewhere else but no nah, i don't think we're going to do that because now nah, we're, we're just going to keep you and i hope that's not the case free trey lance get him to some team that will use him some team that isn't going to just go all in on Brock Purdy because that's what Kyle Shanahan has decided is the case. And maybe, maybe the 49ers do take a day three quarterback. At that point, Kyle Shanahan says, well, I can make it work with anyone. I can turn water into wine for any day three quarterback. Trey Lance, see ya. Sam Darnold, you are our starter. Our backup is going to be this day three pick until Brock Purdy comes back. And then maybe... The day three pick ends up passing Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. Maybe there's a new Brock Purdy. There's Brock Purdy 2.0 coming down the pipe. I don't know. And I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone knows what is going on with the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe not even Kyle Shanahan. Why don't the Falcons seem to want a QB? Do they really feel that strong in Ritter? 
maybe looking to the 2024 for QB? Uh, yeah, I think it's the answer is both. It seems as though they are in on Desmond Ritter. They do like what they have because he's a game manager. And that's what Arthur Smith wants. He wants a game manager who will make the occasional play, which Ritter did enough of last year. And worst case scenario, they're bad enough that they are in play for a quarterback next year, but they've made some solid moves on the offensive line, the defensive perspective, the Falcons. I think the Falcons are the best team in the NFC South. So Get your quarterback knowing, based on your division and the talent of your roster, you're not going to be picking high enough to draft a quarterback, which is why I've advocated that they get Lamar Jackson this entire time. But the Falcons continue to leave me scratching my head. I continue to wonder what they're going to do. But we will be there to update you when it happens on draft night, live from Kansas City. Thank you.